What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. y'all. This is Abby Wilson. I'm so happy to be back with you today. Welcome to day seven of our Advent podcast. I'm going to be reading today's scripture from the English Standard Version and we'll be in the book of Exodus. So let's read together. This is Exodus chapter three, verses seven through 17. Then the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt and I have heard their cry because of their taskmasters. I know their sufferings, and I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land to a good and broad land, a land flowing with milk and honey, to the place of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. And now behold, the cry of the people of Israel has come to me, and I have also seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppressed them. Come, I will send you to Pharaoh that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? He said, But I will be with you, and this shall be a sign for you that I have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God on this mountain." Then Moses said to God, If I come to the people of Israel and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they ask me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, Say this to the people of Israel, The Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and thus I am to be remembered throughout all generations. Go and gather the elders of Israel together and say to them, The Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, of Isaac, and of Jacob, has appeared to me, saying, I have observed you and what has been done to you in Egypt, and I promise that I will bring you up out of the affliction of Egypt to the land of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites, a land flowing with milk and honey." So let's talk real quick about the context of this passage. Moses had been saved several times in his life already. First, before he was even born, the midwives who helped deliver babies had orders to kill all male children. But because they feared God more than they feared Pharaoh, they let the babies live and they just told Pharaoh, the Israelite women are having the babies before we could get to their homes. So that already made a way for Moses to live just past the first minute of his life. Then after Moses was born, save number two, his mother concealed him for three months. Y'all, I have an almost six-month-old. And when I think back to those first three months of her life, there is no way I could have concealed her, at least not on my own or even with my husband's help. I mean, her first month, you know, she was pretty docile, but then she found her lungs. So that just makes me wonder if or how many people were really in on helping conceal Moses. Anyway, there were orders for all male children to be thrown into the Nile River. So when Moses was three months old, his mother placed him in a basket and put him in the Nile River, which is, of course, inhabited by crocodiles. So save number three, he wasn't eaten by a crocodile. Then Moses is found um, by Pharaoh's daughter, which is save number four and save number five, because he was brought up in Pharaoh's house and didn't become a slave at the ripe age of four or five, as most Israelite children did at that time. 
Moses's life was saved multiple times over before he could ever walk. And then he was put in a position to help save his people, the Israelites. Now, Moses didn't go easy. He had a couple excuses up his sleeve, but God always answered. You know, aren't we quick to tell God why we can't do something he's called us to? Think about that for a second. God is calling you to do something. So God, the almighty, all-knowing, all-powerful is saying, go do this. And we're so fast to tell him why we can't. (laughs) How silly are we? Like God knows what we can and can't do. He is God. But we often mix up our ability with our comfort. I'm going to say that again. We mix up our ability with our comfort. See, we're able to do a lot more than we might be willing to admit, but our comfort level holds us back. It's uncomfortable to step out in faith. It's uncomfortable to take the next step of obedience when you can only see the next step and not the ending. But as Pastor Mark Batterson says, God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. God promises Moses in verse 12, I will be with you. What better reassurance do we need than that? The Lord, our Father and Creator, promises to be with us. Did you ever see that movie, The Prince of Egypt? Whenever I read this text, I can picture that animated film scene in my mind of the burning bush, and I hear God's voice ringing out. When Moses says, you know, well, what if they question me and and who you even are? God makes this statement that booms in my head. I am who I am. When we were going through the Exodus sermon series this past fall at New Vision, I have a note in my Bible next to this verse. When I make notes in my Bible, it's something that has resonated with me or helped me better understand the scripture. I am horrible about writing down who said it. I need to get better about that. But it's safe to say that it was either Pastor Brady or Pastor Nick, and they defined I am as the uncaused cause, the source. Remember just last week when I read with you in Genesis chapter 1 and John chapter 1, we discussed that God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit have always been and always will be. We can rest assured in that. We can rest in the fact that God hears us when we call to Him. Just earlier in this passage, God says, I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt and have heard their cry. Remember, this is Old Testament. Um, God heard the cry of his people even before the Holy Spirit indwelled in them. But we live in a world where the Holy Spirit, God, the Holy Spirit, a part of the Trinity, lives in us. As part of Romans 8, um, it's verses part of 26 and 27 say, The Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. That's us, you and me. We are the saints that the Spirit is interceding for if you believe and trust in the Lord. So y'all, this God who came to Moses in the burning bush, who saved Moses and the Israelites time and time again, all throughout the Old Testament, he's our God. He's the same almighty God of yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He is the light of the world, and we get the great joy of anticipating his coming again. I hope this Christmas season you can have an appreciation of this life between two Advents. We get to have assurance of an eternity with God because of the first coming of Christ, His death and resurrection atoning for our sins, and we get to anticipate what it'll be like to spend eternity with Him. I hope you have a gratefulness for what a privilege it is to serve our God who is the source, the uncaused cause, the great I Am. Be blessed today. 
Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.